This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time European Edition. And this year, it is winner stays on, it is week two. We've got a rotating cast of handicappers who'll do battle against each other and for the greater good of our viewers and listeners, of course. Only the most profitable handicapper on the week will be invited back for the following show. And then up steps another challenger. Stay on, get paid, make everyone some money, lose the challenge. You go to the back of the queue. Our handicappers only get paid if they're on the show. Obviously, the more they stay on, the more they get paid. It's as simple as that. There is some significant incentive. There are also some constants. You can't get rid of me. I'll be back every single week. And also our senior handicapper, Steve Wish, will be here to give us his picks and assess the two tipsters selections who will be going head to head. Steve, high quality last week. Both handicappers ended in profit. Three winners from the four picks. A very good standard. It was a very, very good start, wasn't it? I thought it was uh, an incredibly profitable show. Uh, all round and uh, I think I predicted all four picks were going to win and I was close to that um, from the challenges just uh, I think a bit of a dodgy VAR slash referee decision was left Rory cursing in the Barcelona game um, and it ended nil-nil but uh, very high quality start to uh, the European shows this season. It was indeed last week's result James two from two plus 176 Rory just the one from two, still managed to turn a profit, 0.2 profit on the week. So if you're back to all of our selections, you made some money. Head to it, head to head this week. Well, of course, James is invited back. He is the defending champion. So the invoice gets even bigger for Nigel to pay. Uh, French football expert, writer and scout. Two from two uh, last week. James, easy money for you. Yeah, delighted to be back, Dan. Um, easy money. They say there's no easy bets, don't they? I've got to say, the PSG bet last weekend that we won on, I was very, very confident about. We went on under goals on that game, which finished nil-nil. It's a shame there was no bonus built in for the fact that we were so far under on that game because there was hardly any goal-scoring chances. And, yeah, so great to be back. And we've got another PSG pick, uh, slightly different, coming up later in the show today. Uh, were you across Rory's selections? Were you watching that Barcelona game at all? I've got to be honest. Yes, I was. I was, wa- <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it. I was not cursing that late um, dodgy VAR call because um, it is competitive this year, I've got to say. I mean, you know, it's harsh, isn't it? We had the discussion before the season, Dan. What do we do if both handicappers make a profit? Do we both get invited back onto the show or not? I wanted no. that, but Nigel wouldn't have it. This is it. You got voted down there. So it's cutthroat. Unfortunately, Rory is out with a profit. Um, but hey, it's going to happen to all of us, I think, at some point this season. So, yeah. you know, just got to get used to it. 
25 minutes of added on time, wasn't there, in total, I think, in that Barcelona game. They still couldn't score. Rory was, was cursing. Um, and it's James versus Daniele Fisichella, Italian football journalist oh. and broadcaster. Uh, Daniele, when we did the Serie A Future show on Monday, uh, off-air, or maybe it was on-air, uh, you described James as the Mbappe of French football tips. Are you feeling confident against James this week? I need to show him on his weak left foot. Um, that'll, be, <laughs> that'll be easy then. I mean, it's easily said than done. No, I mean... James' uh, record is impressive from last season, and I, and I did I did follow a few of his tips. So I tried to carve out a strategy to try and do better than him in week two. But you know, as Nigel says, you're always as good as your last tips. So obviously, first week for me, and hopefully I will deliver. And of course, because Serie A returns this weekend, and we are all excited for a very competitive uh, title challenge. I spoke to James last week about tactics, and I'll ask Steve this as well. But, Daniele, I mean, do you just go for your best bets? It doesn't really matter what price they are. You're just going to hope to turn a profit when you're on the show, and it doesn't really matter. You're not looking for anything different, any particular things that you are looking for, or or just your best bets for the week? Well, I, I look I look for the best bets. I try to look for the teams that got more values. But, yeah, I mean, I try to stay as close as even money as possible, of course. But sometimes you have to accept that there are no good bets on a on 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 a weekday and then on a match day, and then obviously you might have to go for 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 minus money. But you know, for this match day one, you know, uh, because a few top teams in Italy play weaker sides, I think it was slightly easier. Well, obviously I say that now before the games are played, but um, I have pretty much no doubt about what to go as soon as I see. Uh, Steve, what, what do you think the tactics might emerge for the challenge over the course of the weeks and month, months that we've got the show over the season? Do you think we'll, we'll see tipsters getting trying to get shorter prices in or, or trying to go for more value, bigger prices? How do you think it might go? Well, I think there's kind of an unwritten rule. We're not going to be accepting anything at sort of minus 200 and, and below. You know what I mean? But I think at some stage, I'll look in the group chat and I'll be like, wow, someone's taking a swing here at, say, a plus 300. You know, and I think that's where we might get some maverick sort of selections down the line. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it how it evolves. Do you sort of go for two solid winners um, around the even mark, or you know, slightly minus money, or do you go for that sort of one big knockout blow at you know a decent? Or do you sort of go for maybe a plus two hundred and then sort of a banker around minus one twenty five? I think that's how I would probably play if it was me. But, um, you know, let's just see how it, how it goes. Well, the rules are simple. Two picks each from our challengers. Whoever makes the most profit on the week with their pick stays on uh, for the next head-to-head battle. Uh, if the profit or loss is the same, then Nigel Celia, our esteemed boss, will decide who got the bad beat and declare a winner. Um, just to let everyone know, I thought it was a bit of a statement from Daniele in the WhatsApp group this week because Daniele's selections came very early. It was like, well, here I am. This is what I'm doing. Tuesday I tried, afternoon. I tried to put some pressure. You know? <laughs> that, was the, that was the tactic. I think, I think yeah, I mean, uh, jokes apart, I think who selects first in the group chat, because, I mean, listener need to know, we need, we have a group chat, you know, we, we change tips, banters, but mostly tips. And, um, yeah, obviously, who selects first? I think it's got a slight advantage. It's like if you take the first penalty and scores and score it, you put a little bit of pressure on your, on your, on your challenger, if you like. But, um, I mean, I look. I said, I look at the fixtures. You know, the Na- Napoli, the champions. We're going to talk about this later. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to go for it. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to be consistent. 
I'm, I'm going to have a bet here, Dan. We're going to have a sports psychologist on this show before the end of the season, mark my words, to analyse exactly what is going on and the best way to get an upper hand. Because uh, what, I, yeah. what are we, week two? Mm-hmm. We're already deep into uh, competition and tactics here. I think it's been... I, I think what might emerge is is from, from certain tipsters, just, you know, the, as Steve was suggesting, a, a certain way to play in terms of the prices of the picks that you put up for the challenge, but we will see. Right, we're going to go head-to-head first and foremost, then we'll get Steve's picks a little bit later. We've got some leans as well from all of our handicappers this week. Uh, James is the defending champion, uh, so we're going to let James go first. Uh, Toulouse versus Paris Saint-Germain is first up. This is uh, 3 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, US time. Uh, PSG, short price favourites at minus 155. Last of luck, Toulouse plus 370. Um, Just a little bit of housekeeping first of all, though, James, because in our future show, we talked a lot about uh, Mbappe and whether he'd play for PSG again. Just tell us the latest there and indeed the latest with Neymar because he's gone. So it's sort of all changed with PSG, I presume. Yeah, it's all changed. We know that nobody has had a better week in French football, Dan, than followers of this podcast after those winners last weekend. But I have to say, Kylian Mbappe runs as a very close second. What a week he has had. Everything has changed for him this week and it's changed in his favour. So, obviously, he was not involved on match day one last weekend. Since then, number one, he's back in training, which means that Mbappe is available for selection this weekend. Number two, Neymar has left the club after six years. We know that Mbappe will not be unhappy about the fact that Neymar has left. And number three, this could be significant. It's almost slipped under the radar with the Neymar story. Usman Dembélé has joined Paris Saint-Germain, which for Mbappé is great news on and off the pitch. These two are big friends, very different personalities, but opposites attract. They get on really, really well as part of the France national team setup. So Dembélé coming in at PSG, just as Mbappé returns to training, everything now really at that club is built around Mbappe, at least for one more season. He's obviously going to go eventually, but it now looks as though he will be staying. So the tables have uh, turned there extremely quickly and very dramatically. So going into this weekend, Dan, we're looking at a very different PSG to the one we were looking at just a week ago. And a different type of bet as well here, because we went unders for Paris Saint-Germain in their first game of the season. Uh, which was a winning bet from yourself. It's been a profitable strategy, as we explained last week as well. But this time you are signing with the champions. Give us your pick. Yes. So I'm back in PSG here this weekend, away to Toulouse on the Asian handicap, minus 0.75 goal start on the Asian handicap at minus 125. So if PSG win this game by a single goal, then half of your stakes will win. If they go on and win the game by two or more goals, then you're going to have a winning bet with your entire stakes. And what I've referenced there, Dan, with Mbappe and Dembele, that is a large part of the thinking here. So we don't know if they're going to start, but we do know two things. One, Mbappe has been back in training all week. We know how competitive he is. He's going to want to play this weekend, and he's going to want to play as many minutes as he can. The second thing, which is significant, Dembélé actually joined the club last Saturday. So it's not one of those transfers that has happened just before this game. He has had, alongside Mbappé, a full week of training. Now, given that they dropped points at home to Lorient last weekend with that disappointing nil-nil draw. It's going to be very difficult for Luis Enrique, the manager, to leave them on the bench. He might leave them on the bench, but we know that he's not going to accept a second consecutive game without a win. So at some point, 
if they need to be used, we should see those two players back here for PSG. Um, so that's my first big thinking on this game, Dan. This is a very different PSG side. It's going to be a lot more attack-minded and obviously a lot more quality with the potential to upgrade the team in the, in the final third. And... The second factor on this game is about Toulouse, actually, because we saw Lorient do a great job of shutting out PSG uh, last weekend. I don't think Toulouse are equipped to do the same thing as we saw from Lorient last weekend. A couple of reasons for that. The first reason is that that Lorient side that managed to get that 0-0 draw against PSG last weekend, all 11 players that started that game and the manager were all at Lorient last season, which means that it was quite easy for them to work together. It's something they've been doing for a long, long time. If you look at the Toulouse team, which will be starting this weekend against PSG, there's going to be five or six players who were either A, not at the club last year, or B, were not first choice players at the club last year. So it's very hard to see how they can be well drilled enough to shut up PSG the way that Lorient did. And the other factor is they're going to be at home, we know it's going to be a sellout crowd. There's going to be 31,000 people there. I do think Toulouse are going to be a bit more expansive and that will leave space for PSG, the sort of space that they simply didn't get last weekend against Lorient. So all things considered, I think we're going to see a better performance here from PSG, a more attacking performance with that extra quality in the final third. And, you know, looking at that pick, in simple terms, as long as PSG win this game somehow, with our pick, we're going to make a profit on the match. Steve, your thoughts? Well, firstly, I want to congratulate James on two brilliant winners last week. They didn't just win, but they absolutely eased home. Um, secondly, I want to talk about the actual the odds and the value in this game because we actually, me and Nigel Seeley talked about this match on the reaction show last week, a new show, which is on the app because we win a YouTube channel, quick plug-in. Uh, for that show, me and Danielle are going to be on it this Sunday. And um, what actually happened was you could back Toulouse, uh, sorry, you could back PSG this time a week ago to beat Toulouse at minus 125. And then after they drew against Lorient, you could get, get near even money uh, on PSG. Then when the Mbappe news came, they immediately shortened to like minus 170, I think it was. Uh, and right now at the time of recording, they're minus 159 on the money line. So that is one of those instances where you've got to ask yourself how much of a factor do you place on team news with your betting in terms of your models and things like that for those who bet that sort of way. I mean, it's difficult to argue against the pick. It's certainly what you call a bit of a square play, but square, but we don't care on here. We're after winners, right? Um, so I, I think the other thing about PSG, they don't want to be dropping points two weeks in a row, do they? So um I mean, at the end of the day, I predicted to lose to get relegated, didn't I, in the outright season show? So they won last week, which it didn't shock me entirely. It was only against Nantes. Um, should have been a draw, really. I thought it was a bit of a, a fair game. Um, if PSG show their quality, they should uh, they should really win this match. It'd be interesting. There's going to be a lot of people backing PSG win and Mbappe to score. You can get that at plus 100 currently on Bet Rivers. That will be a popular, popular bet. Uh, let's get Daniele's first pick. Frosinone Napoli is 12.30 Eastern on Saturday. Uh, Napoli, the champions, of course, short price favourites here, minus 265. Frosinone, of course, up from the second tier. So, Serie A champions taking on Serie B winners. Uh, Napoli always start well 
or they have done in recent years, Daniel, as we've talked about extensively, but a new coach, are you expecting anything different? Are they going to fly out the traps as they have done in the past? I think we should expect pretty much the same style of play, the same philosophy, the same approach to games with Rudy Garcia as much as they did with Luciano Spalletti. The starting eleven in Napoli is pretty much unchanged, apart from the departure of Kim Minjai, who's going to be replaced by Nathan, or probably Juan Jesus, who's slightly more experienced in the Italian league. But then it's going to be the same, 4-3-3 up front, Raspadori instead of, Loz- of Lozano, and then the two best players of last year in Serie A, Osimen, top goal scorer, 26 goals, Cravascelli, a top assist man, 10 goals. Of course... Everything for Napoli will depend if that partnership will repeat those numbers across the season. And I think as a squad at the moment, they're a little bit short to compete both in Italy and in Europe, considering the pressure that is going to be on them. Last season, they were the surprise package. This season, they are not, and everyone is expecting to reach those heights. But for the opening weekend, you couldn't feel more sorry for Frosinone because they received the visit of the champions. And of course, uh, match day one, you know, this is a. I cannot see a trap for Napoli. Uh, really, they had a decent uh, preseason. They are still adding a few players to the squad. But yes, I mean, they will be fresh and will be uh, ready to go. And for Frosinone, you know, uh, they are the champions of Serie B. So it's the champions of Serie B against the champions of Serie A. And, uh, but you will see. The golfing class, the golfing difference is huge. Not, not, not to take away anything from Frosinone, but last season they had a lot of players on loan. Their top goal scorer, Mulattieri, belongs to Inter and now plays for Sassuolo. They changed 10 15 players. The manager, Fabio Grosso, is not managing them anymore, and they hired Eusebio Di Francesco, who also likes to play on the front foot, but whose career, you know, in recent years hasn't gone really to plan with the last two. Teams they managed got sacked mid-season. So they were the best attack and the best defense in Serie B. But these numbers means absolutely nothing when they step up. And they did the same in the previous two occasions when they were promoted to Serie A. They were really good in Serie B and they got relegated straight away. They are young, a little bit inexperienced. They're trying to sign a few players on loan from Juve, from Inter. So obviously this is not the sort of game that they are expected to win to get saved. They are tipped to go down as bottom in, in Serie A, plus 175, I think, on Bat Rivers. But I think they're going to be beaten uh, soundly, really, because they play against Napoli last season. They were the best team away. You know, really, I can't see Napoli not winning this one. And the selection mm, goes, goes with it. Napoli win doesn't pay a lot. You don't have to be a genius to think that Napoli wins. But if you pair it up with... Ossiman, Victor Ossiman to score, you get even money, plus 100. And I think uh, it could be this way you get a good return, whichever way the game goes, I think you're pretty much guaranteed a good return. Of course, Ossiman is, is expected to start, sign a new contract. Yeah, should be fired. So, Napoli to win, Ossiman to score, uh, even money. If you back Napoli, the last five match day one away games, level stakes profit of 426. And Ossiman has got a good record as well when it comes to scoring first up away from home. Steve, your thoughts on that one? Even money, Daniele's pick. I, I quite like the pick. I quite like what he's done with the creativity of it because uh, minus 286, Napoli on the money line. Um, you don't want to really be. I, I don't like betting on teams that short. On a single, uh, Osserman minus one forty-eight anytime scorer. Again, 
for some that might be a, a bit too short in terms of the odds put them together you've got an even money bet and it's interesting I've I worked out the stats um, in 30 starts last season Osserman scored in 19 games that Napoli won that's a pretty good hit rate and he also uh, in every single match that he played against a team that finished in the bottom four he scored at least one goal now we do think we listened to the outright uh, preview show we did on Serie A this week um, on the Bet Rivers Network here we I think all of us pretty much agreed that Frost and Oni are going to be in that bottom four, um, you know, we even had one pick to suggest they might finish bottom of the table. So there's a lot of things in favour of this pick. And again, it might look a bit of a, a square play, as, as some some would say. But um, I remember an old professional gambler who used to mentor me. He said, sometimes the most obvious bet is the best bet. And that could well be the case here. Uh, what are not obvious bets are outsiders and we've got our hot dog section which came good last week for you Steve here Steve gives us um, a team or a selection uh, of relative fancy odds uh, hoping to try and book the trend Um, your selection came in last week in fairly spectacular fashion what have you got for us this week yeah, I'd given it up last week, actually, Dan. Um, a 2-0 down. 2-0 uh, down. They looked completely dead and buried, and they came back to win 3-2. So it was good to cash a big price hot dog winner on the first show. And I'm sticking in France for the hot dog this week, this time going down uh, to the south coast of France. Uh, this is uh, Monaco against Strasbourg. And I'm liking Strasbourg on the money line here at plus 280. Um, if we watched Strasbourg last week, they beat... Leon two goals to one. I thought for 60, 70 minutes, they looked pretty good. Um, Patrick Vieira, perhaps he's an underrated coach. Uh, he has this negative reputation, doesn't he? But you look what he's done in the past. He did a pretty good job with Nice. I don't think he did that badly with Palace, really. he um, He's a clever tactician. Sometimes with Vieira's teams, you've got to look beyond the stats, like expected goals and things like that. He's a result manager. And um, I just think Monaco, the thing with Monaco, you never know which version are going to show up with them. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with them last week, to be honest, away against Clermont. Uh, I think at times in that game, they were under significant pressure and they were, perhaps if they'd been facing a more lethal offence, they'd have conceded more goals. I mean, when you concede two goals against Clermont in itself, that is, is a concern. So it just depends which version of Monaco shows up. I'm a bit worried about their offence. You know, um, yeah, I think they, they're going to be in the market for a striker soon because Briel Mbolo, he, I think he's done his ACL or he's got a bad injury there with the Yeah, knee. he's out for the season, I think, isn't he? Done. Yeah. Kevin Volland look, looks like he's on his way out of the club, which leaves you Myron Bordu, who hasn't really worked out for them, and, and Wissam Ben Yedda, who, well, we don't, we don't talk about legal matters on Bet Rivers shows, but... You know, he's a ticking time bomb, let's just say that. So I think I'm not if, if Strasbourg will come here and they'll frustrate Monaco. And Monaco don't always like that against teams that just sit back. And I could see Strasbourg hitting them on the break. I think they're overpriced at plus two eighty. It could be a draw here. I don't think Strasbourg are gonna lose. It could be a draw, but plus two eighty on the money line, similar price to this hot dog winner last week against a side that just won. They'll be feeling good about themselves. And Monaco sometimes can be vulnerable. So that will do for my big value shot of the week on the hot dog. Christoph, uh, we've got a couple more picks from Steve later in the show. Let's get back to the head-to-head challenge. We've had a pick each from Daniele and James. Let's get back to James for the second pick here. Rance Clement is the game. And again, you're looking at Asian handicaps here. James, uh, rattle off your pick for us. 
Yes, I'm backing Rance here at home to Claremont on the Asian Handicap with a minus 0.75 goal start, which is available at plus 102. So essentially, this is a pick on Rance to win at home at, uh, at odds against, which I think is well worth taking, Dan. Um, for a couple of reasons, the first one being that Rance, yes, they lost last weekend. They lost 2-1 away to Marseille. They didn't actually play badly in that game. They went 1-0 up. And there were periods in that match where they played pretty well. And we know what a Will Still Rance team can be like at home. They can be very committed, very determined and very keen to win. And I think after that defeat last weekend, we're going to see all of that from Rance this weekend, who will be keen to get their first three points of the season. And the other factor on this game is Claremont, who lost 4-2 at home to a pretty average Monaco side last weekend. I agree with what Steve said there about Monaco. They won 4-2 at Claremont last weekend without actually playing particularly well, which for Claremont is a big concern. I thought they were very pedestrian last weekend. I thought they made mistakes. Um, they were second to too many balls. For those who don't watch Claremont regularly, they use a, a back three. And, and actually last season, it worked pretty well for them. They, they finished in mid-table in League One. They were fairly predictable in how they played but it but it worked there was none of that really about the way that they played at home to uh, Monaco uh, last weekend so I, I fear for Clermont this season I think they are going to actually be in the relegation battle rather than be in mid-table as they were last season and I think an away game like this against a Rance side who on paper are the better side and who will be keen to to win having lost Last weekend, I was happy to take Rance here because I think that the game falls at the right time for them on the back of what happened uh, last weekend. So, yeah, Rance, their they're odds on to win are on the money line, they're just, yeah, if you're just going to back them to win, uh, you can do that. I think they're minus 124, which isn't a bad price. But if you're just looking for a bit extra, then as I was, I, that's why I backed them on the Asian handicap, which is available at plus 102. And just in the player markets, Dan, something I want to flag up very quickly. At the moment, Umar Jekite, who is the Rance centre forward, is plus 410 to score any time in this game. Now, depending what time you're listening to this or watching this, that price might not be there anymore because this is uh, this is a mistake, I think. Umar Jakite has signed for Rance in the summer. He's going to be their number one striker this season as long as you know, his form holds up. He got five goals in pre-season. He should be starting this weekend, all things considered. So plus 410 for a guy playing at home against a defence that just conceded four goals, you're not going to see that price very often this season. So as I say, that might have gone by the time you're watching or listening to this. But if you do fancy Rance to win, you fancy them to get some goals, that might just be a little extra that you can put into your bet, I think, this weekend. Yeah, a little lean. That's a nice one. Nine goals for Liefering, the, the affiliate club to Salzburg. A lot of the youngsters play at Liefering in the second tier at Austria. Very good academy, of course, we know, uh, at Salzburg. Um, uh, Steve, do we like this one? Is this a thumbs up again? Still waiting for a thumbs down from you for one of these tips. I think you're being too nice. Well, I love that Diacate tip. Um, I actually backed him last week myself. He was plus 450 at Marseille. That could be, a, that looks a massive price. James, James has actually caught me out here. He um, he surprised me. I normally can predict James quite well. I, I never expected one of his picks to be Rams. Yeah. I must say. I, I, did I, did I have more... a single pick on Rams last season, Steve? I don't think I did. I don't think I, I did. 
I it's if those who watched the show last year, yeah, you rarely got involved with with Rams games, and also Clermont. I mean, I think I had more problems with Clermont than James did, but they're a team that they they they, they put the fear into me. Really, they just have a random knack of um, putting a spanner in the works. Uh, got a really interesting stat for you. Last season, out of the top seven divisions in Europe, they were the second most profitable team to a level stake on the money line. Plus 27 units you'd have made on them if you'd backed them blind every single game. That's a 70% ROI. The only team more profitable was someone called Chavez in Portugal. So um, that's remarkable. And that's they're, they're a great underdog. Um, they actually beat Rams last season twice. Um I thought last week they, they if they just maybe scored at the right time they probably could have beaten Monaco to be honest with you. So I was really surprised by James's pick here. He, it's not often he throws me one by uh, by this. I'm not sure about it. I, I wouldn't. I'm not sure I'll be on them myself. Um, Interesting. I'm, I'm just not looking- sure. I'm not saying. I'm not saying at the end of the day he's right about the quality. Rams have a lot more. And look, Will still, you know, I'm a big fan of him. He will have the. Um, you know, a good game plan here, but they also failed to win any of their last four home games when they've been a minus money favourite. So, I don't know. James, uh, really, fair play to him. He's he's, he's he's a surprise pick for me. So, uh, you know, good luck with this one, James. I've I've just looking back on last season's stats and Rance were selected, not necessarily always on the money line, but there's a few, there's a few Asian, but he doesn't, it doesn't say if it's yourself or James who, who've put it them up. It was probably me because I was <laughs> in love with Will Still. <laughs> but, when, but they... when, Will, when Will Still gets a big job, Dan, in the Premier League, if you ever run into him, can you pass on Steve's name? Because Steve did more to promote Will Still Will as, the, as the brightest young thing in management on our show last year than anybody else. He was on him early and he was on him almost every week. So, I mean, Steve's right. This is not a typical pick for me at all. I was not a particularly big fan of Rance last season. Um, but really, this is about Claremont. I, I don't think they can do as well as they did last year. Steve said what a profitable side they were. They're pretty much the same side standard-wise. They're going to fall this year. So, yeah, I, it's really about the fact that I do think they're going to struggle in the months ahead. Let's get Daniele's second pick. Daniele was fairly sweet on Lazio uh, last season where we did the Futures um, uh, preview ahead of the 22-23 campaign. Daniele suggested that they, they were fair bet to, to make top four. They were second and they feature in your second bet, Daniele, because you're backing them uh, to win away at Lecce. Talk us, uh, Lecce, talk, talk us through your, your reasoning here and, and the bet. I think it's a good price, plus 118 for the team that finished second in the table against Lecce who got saved last season a little bit uh, by the skin of the teeth. But Lecce last season took four points out of six from Lazio, which in the end were so important for them to uh, stay up. I think they rather luck. Lecce last season only scored 34 goals, second from bottom for average ball possession, bottom for shots on target. They basically scored with every shots they took. But the problem this season with the uh, home side is that uh, I think they go weaker and if last season their top goal scorer was Gabriel Strefezza who's a midfielder scored eight goals took a couple of penalties this season they've lost so far Chise who scored six for them and Colombo returned back to Milan scored five and that decisive goal in the game against Monza when they got saved so if you look at the starting 11 considering also they've sold Morten Jumland for a record fee to Sporting Lisbon and of course that's what they should have done because those offers don't come around many times. You look at the starting level and you think, well, 
this is a weaker side at the moment, unless the scouting has been so great again, and they got an amazing sporting director in Pantaleo Corvino, who has scouted hundreds of players across Europe and the world through the years. So if he pulls out another miracle and Almquist, who they got from the Russian league, proves to be an amazing goal scorer, but he never scored more than five goals in his entire careers, then they could be saved. But if they don't, they're going to sit deep, they're going to um, invite pressure, they don't, have, they don't have goals. And I think against Lazio, they're going to struggle because this Lazio side is very organized, very compact, uh, can control games really well. Last season, they kept 21 clean sheets. They were the second team in the away uh, table, second best defense. Yes, they scored less goals than in Sarri's previous season, but they played much better. They beat Napoli, this Lazio side, away 1-0 with a masterclass when Napoli still had not the title wrapped up. Of course, Lazio, a few changes. No Milinkovic-Savic, but they got good quality players. Rovella, I think he's going to do a lot under Sarri. Kamada, international experience as well. A few uh, uh, strikers, Castellanos and Isaacson, maybe just prove a backup for Immobile. But, you know, yeah, the system is so well drilled. 4-3-3, they're going to be on the, strong, uh, on, on the front foot. Of course, for Lazio to confirm the place in the top four is going to be difficult because this year they play Champions League football and Sarri cannot rotate half a squad as he used to do in the Europa League and in the Conference League. He needs to play a strong 11 in the Champions League as well. It's going to affect the fitness a bit. But the first three games in Italy are played with no midweek games. So I think you can expect Lazio to be strong and to start strongly here. I think they're going to win, and they're going to win perhaps convincingly, but go for a Lazio win, plus 118 seems to me a very, very good price. I think this could be better the weekend uh, for me. What do you think, Lazio away at Lecce? Well, it's funny I mentioned that Clermont were the most profitable, uh, one of the most profitable teams to a level stake in in the whole of uh, Europe last season. Which Serie A team, Daniele, do you think was the most profitable in that same regard? But I think is is either has to be Lazio, but Lazio exactly that yeah Lazio with that team which I'm like how is that even possible because they're a big club with you know reputation but the books have obviously got them massively wrong last season plus fifteen units you'd have won on them if you back them blind every week with a forty percent return on investment so great away record like Danielli said eleven four four just twelve conceded on the road last season so. I mean, you could be looking at Lazio to win to nil here, perhaps as a bit more extra value as well. Lecce had a really poor home record, just three wins at home. We know from the outright show that they, they look like they're in, in big trouble this year. So, I mean, it almost looks too good to be true, doesn't it? Plus money on Lazio. So, is it a trap? Said in my best Admiral, whatever his name was, uh, voice on Star Wars. Um, I don't know. But um, it's very difficult to argue against it on, on the statistical elements and also on the playing side of things. So, well, Lazio, again, are they underrated by the books? Possibly. I think so. I think it's a good bet. Um, we've got more leans from Danielle and James to come. But, uh, Steve, uh, let's get a couple of best bets from you over the course of this weekend. You've gone to Spain and to Germany. Rattle through these for us. Yeah, a bit of Friday night fun in Spain, uh, Dan. Valencia against Las Palmas. And I'm going with the home team here on a minus 0.75 Asian Handicap at uh, plus 102. And uh, they had a really good win last week, Valencia, against Sevilla. 
which that it caught my eye at the weekend. I didn't expect it. They played really well, uh, had a really poor year last year, Valencia, but they're the sort of club who can rebound quickly. And, you know, that, that looks quite a good win now, doesn't it? Because Sevilla, I thought, played really well in the Super Cup against uh, Man City. So if you're beating them, then fair play away from home as well. Uh, Ruben Baraka is in charge, of course, now spent 10 years there as a player. He's well loved by the fans. And they're the sort of club, when the going's good, there's probably, you know, no better place to be, as, as they say. But I, I love fading um, teams like Las Palmas. Um, for those who don't know, they are an island-based team in Gran Canaria. So every time they play away from home, they've got to get on a plane, at least a two or three hour journey to the Spanish mainland. And I know everyone flies now to games. I mean, even I was reading something in the UK about Wrexham were flying like small journeys now and everything like that. But it's still a trek and it's still annoying. Um, the last two times they were actually in La Liga, their away records have been a shambles. Um, one, five and 13. The last time they were in La Liga one, that was 2017 and 18. I've looked in the last five years in La Liga 2, they have a 33% loss rate away from home, just a 26% win rate. It just They never have travelled well. It's one of those things in Europe. Um, I love betting against Ireland best teams when they're away from home. Bastia Ajaccio in France. I don't know whether Danielli does the same with some of the Sicilian and Sardinian no, sides. Because I'm from, no, because I'm from Sicily. So you see. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I stick to my but, guns. <laughs> no, so I, I think Valencia... Also, also uh, it's a shorter journey as well. <laughs> it is a little bit shorter. Yeah, you, can get the a, a, you can go on the train. Just one more thing about Las Palmas. They, they, they're a newly promoted team and they only had five shots at home last week at home against Mallorca. I think that's terrible. Um, they look pretty toothless to me. Good chance Valencia win this to nil. I think 2-0, exactly, could well be a score. So that's my first pick, um, Dan. Secondly, I'm going into Germany. I mentioned them in the outright show this week, but I'm going to be betting against Borkum here. I'm going to take Stuttgart on a minus 0.75 Asian handicap as well, at minus 118. A bit of bad news in the last 24 hours, actually. Stuttgart are going to lose their captain, Wataru Endo to a bit of a surprise move this to Liverpool. Yeah, to Liverpool. Yeah, I actually think it's quite a good signing for Liverpool. I think he's underrated. He's the end um, of the world for them. He's what, Danielli? He's the end of the world for them. <laughs> ah. Very good. Sorry. I didn't hear it first time up there. It's, um, but he's yeah. a ten, you know, tenacious midfielder. He's going to leave a bit of a, a gap in the Stuttgart midfield. But I cannot resist betting against Bolcom. I think this side could really, really struggle this season. Bochum love, they love conceding goals. Absolutely love it. 40 away goals they conceded on the road last year. 72 in total. It was the worst of anyone in the Bundesliga. Um, you know, we they lost in the German Cup last week against Bundesliga's fire opposition. They were 2-0 down inside 30 minutes. Did well to eventually bring it to penalties, but they're knocked out there. Stuttgart at home, uh, beat them 4-1 last season. Uh, they were in the playoff uh, and managed to survive. And I think it, teams that end up in the playoff, it does two things. Either you wake up and next season you're just determined to start well. And pre-season's gone well for Stuttgart. They've had some really good results. Not that you can take pre-season results um, like the Bible or anything, but um, it's encouraging. Uh, or you can end up getting slumped down into more trouble. I think they're going to refocus and probably end up uh, comfortably above that drop zone this year. I'd say Borkham on the outright show, I really think they have a massive chance of going down because their defence is a shambles. So I did look at the overs here. I think the overs could well cover as well. But the goal line's at three. 
So I'll take Stuttgart on the minus 0.75 handicap. Minus 118 you can get on that now because of Endo's departure. But it shouldn't matter because he's a defensive midfielder. You know, it's one of those games where it's the offence. You can outscore Bochum easily. Good stuff. Those are Steve's best bets. We have got some leans for everybody if uh, they want to play along with these ones that didn't quite make the cut when it came to the challenge. James, you already suggested a, 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 an anytime goal score on, but you've got another one, haven't you? Just uh, very quickly tell us about Marseille Mets. Yes, Marseille are away at Mets this weekend, Dan. I would have backed Marseille here. They would have actually been one of my two picks if they had got through in the Champions League in midweek. Had they done that, they would have had fantastic momentum going into this weekend and I would have strongly fancied them to get all three points. However, they went out of the Champions League in midweek at home to Panathinaikos and it was an absolutely painful uh, defeat. They conceded deep into injury time at the end of normal time. They then had a goal ruled out with VAR during extra time. They then lost on penalties. So my reservation here with Marseille is purely psychological. What will the state of mind of the players be going into the game uh, this weekend? They will have had a couple of very difficult days at training at Marseille because uh, getting into the Champions League group stages is such an important uh, step for the club. That's all gone now. So that's my reservation. Having said that, those type of factors don't bother you. I would back Marseille because Mets were awful last weekend. They lost 5-1 at Rennes. There's absolutely no reason why a good attack in League One can't give them another beating this weekend. And we know that Marseille have got a good attack. So if you're willing to put aside the psychological concerns, then Marseille here uh, are my lean. They're minus 134 to win or they're minus 108 on the Asian handicap with a minus 0.75 goal start. Daniel, you've got three for us. Rattle them off. Inter Monza, Inter favourites by the bookies to win the title. Had they actually got stronger than last season? I am not sure, but they're very solid and they got a lot of quality players. Monza is a team that always plays on the front foot. Yes, they lost a couple of players, but got some others that Inter didn't want, namely Gagliardini. And Ambrosio, I think it's going to be an over 2.75 goals here, minus 129. If Inter wants to win this game, I think they need to score more than one goal. Juventus travelled to Udinese and uh, Juventus' issues have always been in the last two years scoring goals, especially away from home. If they want to challenge for the title, they need to get a style of play and be a little bit more proactive. Having said that, they play Udinese, who look weaker than 12 months ago because they've lost a lot of uh, big players for them. Juventus have always been the masters of the tight margins. Last season, they won nine away games to nil against struggling teams. I'm going to go for a simple Juventus win here, which is minus 114. And to finish off, Monday night football, Bologna, Milan. Milan probably the most interesting proposition amongst the top six teams because they changed a lot of players in midfield in attacks thanks to the money they got from uh, Tonali. It could be a potential banana skin for them, this one, especially a team that's got so many changes up front. Bologna, on the other hand, haven't changed pretty much anything, haven't got Arnautovic anymore, but last season they showed they could cope without him. Again, same logic as I go with the Inter game here. If Milan wants to get the three points, need to score more than one goal. I think it's going to be an over 2.25 goals here with the Asian handicap, of course, minus 134. And Steve, uh, you're focusing on uh, Leon Montpellier for your lean. Got a couple of plays. 
Yeah, Leon against Montpellier. I was actually convinced James would have a pick in this game, to be honest, whether it be on the uh, goals or um, or Montpellier on the plus uh, 75 Asian handicap. because um, They're actually plus 340 to win on the nose, which I think is a massive price. I nearly had them as my dog of the week. Uh, but I'm actually looking into the goal scorer market for a really good lean here. Accor Adams, a new signing for them this uh, summer from Norwegian club Lillestrøm. I've been I've been following his progress before. I've actually written an article on him before. Uh, 15 goals he scored this season in 15 games up in Norway. He's one of these Nigeria for some reason producing amazing strikers these days. It really is incredible how many are out there. They've got about six or seven. Um, worldwide that uh, are excellent. And this could be the the latest one off the conveyor belt. He's plus 375 to score any time in this game. He scored uh, two goals last week against Le Havre. He's actually plus 105 to have a, a shot on target, just one on target, and plus 105 to have just two or more shots, which I think that all those prices are absolutely mad against a Leon team who we know they can't defend. So Akor Adams, I think I think everyone's presuming that Vahi will will start and put him to the bench, maybe. But I, I think they both play together, even if Vahi does start. So Akor Adams, watch out for this guy because he already looks bang at home in, in Liga. Some really good goal scoring uh, leans throughout the show. Some good picks as well from the boys. Let's just remind everyone the head-to-head challenge between James and Danielli this week. Uh, James, remind us of your two picks that you've put up for the challenge. Paris Saint-Germain, minus 0.75 on the Asian handicap away to Toulouse, Dan, which is at minus 125. And Rance, minus 0.75 Asian handicap at home to Claremont at plus 102. And Daniele, your two picks against James's selections. Napoli to win a Frosinone and Victor Osimen to score. Even money plus 100. And Lazio, Lazio to travel to Lecce and get the three points. So Lazio win plus 180. All four come in. We know that Daniele is going to be back next week, but we know it's a little more complicated than that. We do have a Twitter poll up on the uh, Bet Rivers social um, media Twitter feed, X feed. Um, the last I saw uh, was around about 75%, Land, was it? That a, landslide, a landslide win. <laughs> to suggested that James would beat Daniele. I like Daniele's picks this week. I think it might be a bit closer. Steve, your judge and jury, who do you think is going to win? I think Daniele is going to win both his picks. So if that happens, then he wins. So the French uh, alliance is gone. I, I, I actually think the window, yeah. when when the Twitter people see that Lazio pick, I think that percentage might come down. That does look a great play, I must say. But look, who would bet against James Easton after the week he's had? So you know, it's well the, the quality on here is immense, Dan. I wish everyone's selections at well and the leans also. Steve, James, Daniele, thanks for your company. Uh, good luck to all our tipsters. We will be keeping score uh, throughout and declare the winner as soon as the tips are all done or indeed it's mathematically impossible for one to catch the other. I think we'll know sort of Sunday afternoon US time. Uh, that is a wrap for Betting Weekly Extra Time European show. We are back next week with myself, Dan Roebuck and Steve Wiswell. Professional football better Will White will be making his debut uh, on the European show. He will be taking on either James or Daniele. All depends which one wins, of course. Make sure you stay across all of the Bet Rivers content and indeed the result of the challenge this week at Because We Win. From all of us, for now, it is goodbye.